Hi, boobies. Hi, boobies. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Two Girls Podcast. I was imitating you. What? Really? Yeah, you kind of do that sometimes, I noticed. You're like, welcome back. I think I enunciate my B sometimes when I get excited. Yeah, you do enunciate some words like really heavily. Yeah. But in a good way. Thanks. It shows emphasis. You know, you got to mix it up a little bit. Can't be uh, monotone out here. You're right. And you said that in the most monotone (laughs) voice. I thought about that. Dude, sometimes I think and I listen back and I'm like, ah, do I have no vocal fluctuations? <laughs> no, you really do. Because you're the reason our podcast clips sometimes are very, very loud. <laughs> ah, sorry. Nar is good. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about attachment style. Hey. Hey. This is about to be a little personal. Actually, everything that we talk about is a little bit personal. Yeah, but this one is like particularly more juicy because it stems from our relationship trauma hey (laughs) you guys might learn a lot about us today uh sure maybe we'll see we might edit it all out yeah okay what kind of attachment style do you have in my past relationship i had anxious but i think there are a lot of factors in that relationship that caused it to be that to be that way Mm -hmm. i would say i was i don't know what i was before that if i have to be quite honest because i don't really remember much before college Uh uh-huh but it was very anxious during that past relationship. Also, it was a pretty toxic relationship. Coming out of that, I became very avoidant. But honestly, looking back, I think in the past relationship, it was more so fearful avoidant. So it's still avoidant. I thought I was anxious. Mm-hmm. But I realized like the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, I think in one of the episodes we filmed, like recently, I said that you were an anxious avoidant because you were explaining how you were like, oh, I need to do this to like make sure that they don't leave or something like that. Yeah, but because of like my trauma. Yeah. Um, not family. My family's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a clarification. Family on point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think in that aspect, yes. But I think once I started to work on myself and becoming quote unquote more secure. I became a lot more guarded mm. and protective of over myself. So yeah. I became just more, I just leaning towards avoidant, if anything. Mm. So like, what does that look like for you? Or, or I guess in general, because avoidant is avoidant, but... What do you mean? Like, how does the avoidant attachment show itself in your life? Well, because I feel my emotions strongly, I have a tendency, I realize, to shut down when it becomes very strong and in that moment it's like i don't care about anything Mm, interesting but i think that came from like i said the trauma that i went through relationally earlier on in my early 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 20s or going into my 20s and so because earlier on like during that traumatic period the emotions were so overwhelming that I just started to dissociate overall, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so you just like kind of shut down and like try to separate from the situation kind of? Basically, or I learned how to do that from that time period. Mm. And I think that's why now naturally when th- something becomes a little too overwhelming, and I don't really experience that very often if that, yeah, um, or often at all, but... Yeah, I was like thinking about it and reflecting like where does this come from? Because I, I get shocked by myself 
when it does happen and I shut down. Yeah. Because I'm like, where did this come from? Because like, I understand the situation. I may understand the other person's reaction, all these things, but like my emotions just become so strong. Mm -hmm. I don't really lash out on the person about it. It's just more so I just keep it inside. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just takes me a while for my emotions to calm down. Whereas now, like, I feel it before I would avoid it. I see. So, like, you are more healthily approaching it by, like, going through your feelings, not around them, kind of. Yeah, because I realized if I did that, I would never actually process things that I should have processed. And I think that came from taking the time to heal myself um, during my time of singleness and also still now up until this point, and I'm pretty sure it's going to continue just because it's like growth, but just like, I think in that aspect of just like detaching, or if I do have problems, I don't normally share them just because it's kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll just deal with it. When I realized like that still requires communication, I've gotten a lot better with that too, but that was something that in some aspects I would avoid. Like avoid having a confrontation about it or like a conversation about how you're feeling and how yeah. you want to shut down or like avoid that. Not even shutting down, just like whatever I may be feeling in the moment. Because mm. in my head, I know emotions do pass. I know emotions are temporary. So for me, I'm just like, there's no point in me bringing it up. Interesting. Or I'll like intellectualize the thought that causes that emotion and then push it aside. How does that work? Like, yeah, you like know where the thought is coming from or whatever, but like, how do you just push it aside? Because I understand. I'm like, okay, so I feel this way because X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. And I move on. Interesting. But that doesn't solve anything, right? It's just like saying like, this is where the feeling is coming from. Like you're just identifying something. I am identifying something. Healing or processing it. Exactly. And then from that, I just compartmentalize it. And then I move on because I think I solved it and I figured it out and I don't have to deal with it anymore. Whereas Mm. now I understand you need to process that emotion. Like if you feel it and you identify it, great, cool. Now like sit with it. Okay. And then like once I cool down from it and like, you know, whatever, rationalize my thoughts from there, I then also communicate it. I see. If it happens. So do you think you've become more secure or are you still very much an avoidant? I think I have gotten a lot more secure, but it had to go through the moments of being an avoidant for me to recognize that and then grow from that. Yeah. I mean, like you already were an avoidant, right? That's why yeah. you needed to grow from it. Yeah. I see. Interesting. What about you? Um, I don't know. I definitely, I am, I, in my last relationship, I was an anxious attachment style for sure. And I kind of touched on this in like the singleness episode be, or no, no, not singleness, the people pleasing episode, because like the foundation of that relationship for me was very much like I felt like I had made a lot of mistakes in the beginning and the way that like those conversations panned out at the beginning were like yeah like I had good intentions but I still did wrong things and kind of all the fault was put onto me even though it like wasn't entirely my fault I would say Um, and so because I felt so guilty about things like that and I was so worried that like this person was gonna leave my life I was like no, like I need to do this to like make things right. Like if he's upset or like if I do something wrong, I need to make it right. And otherwise he's going to leave me. And like at the same time, I would like try to do things almost as a way to like earn or like, yeah, to like prove that I'm like worth something in the relationship in a way, which like is totally not a healthy mindset mindset to be in. Right. And I kept just trying to do things to like prove that 
I was worth keeping around in a way and that I wouldn't make a mistake or like even if I did I would make things right and I was like very worried that anything wrong or any small like difference in behavior was like because I did something wrong and I was like what can I do to fix it what can I do like are are you okay like how can I like be there for you how like how do I fix this and like resolve it so that we can be fine and like back to like quote-unquote our normal state or like homeostasis right yeah but it's weird because I wasn't like that before like I'd say my very first relationship I was like secure maybe it's like partially because like it was more of a long distance relationship and I was like in college and also because like I definitely I don't think I liked that person as much as I liked other people in um throughout my life like relationship wise but um I was definitely much more secure and maybe it's because like I knew that that person wouldn't ever leave me if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. I knew they would stick around and they stuck around much longer than I wanted them to but Mm -hmm. yeah I I I don't think I felt any insecurity in that relationship so but as soon as that insecurity came up it was like very I became very anxious um that makes sense I think for me the reason why I said fearful avoidant is because after everything you just explained looking back on my relationship I would feel that right and Mm -hmm. I would try to do things to I guess also get his attention more or like keep his eyes on me it's very much hinting at how toxic the relationship was but I realized and I felt obviously very disrespected but I I for some apparent reason just couldn't leave like I don't know why maybe because I understood him and maybe was like no I know he's a good person he just has like poor tendencies and stuff like that like was what I was telling myself or that's actually what he was telling me yeah and so I accepted that about him but like it didn't take away that I was disrespected so to cope with that I just started to detach so I wouldn't Mm -hmm. care as much so I wouldn't seek that as much because I'm like what am I doing why am I doing this it's so unfair to me So instead of continuously doing what you just explained and described, I just was like, if he did something that bothered me, I just detached again or disassociated so I don't care. Oh, interesting. Which is why, like, I guess in a lot of aspects, like, I let a lot of things slide because it's like, I didn't even know how to address it by that point because I've addressed it so many times. So I think I leaving that relationship made me more an avoidant because I'm like, what's the point of talking? Oh, interesting. I think I'm like the exact opposite of you. Like, in my relationship, for me, it's like, if there was something wrong, like I couldn't even recognize it. And I was just like, oh my God, what did I do? Uh Like, how can I fix it? Even if it was like something that they did. And I would be like, I'm sorry that I'm like making this hard for you. Like, but even if like they were the person that made a mistake, I was like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not, it wasn't my fault, right? Like if we were in a fight and I wasn't the cause of it, right? I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. This is like stressful for you. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry to be a burden and to like add more to your plate right now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, yeah, that relationship was also toxic. And it's like, you don't know you're in a toxic relationship until you're out of it, right? It's weird because, like, I knew because every one of my friend group was like, dude, you got to get out of this. And I was telling him to, like, you, dude, you got to get out of this. Like, you guys are not good for each other. Oh, interesting. But every time I brought that up to him, he's just like, but we know. We know the truth. Like, why are you listening so much to other people? Like, you know that I love you. And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. But, like, every time I would die a little inside. Oh. Just because, like... I'm stuck like this is it and so that's why I think I I mentioned this briefly in another podcast episode that we did but we talked about like expectations and people Mm -hmm. he let me down so many times and was the reason why I finally let go of expectations I've decided like oh or not even decided I realized oh expectations are unrealistic like they just lead to disappointment it's stupid to have them oh interesting because he like anytime i thought like maybe just maybe he'll respond like gently maybe just this time we'll be able to like find a resolution 
every time. Interesting. It was like disappointment. And then like finally when he kind of started to change when he said he would, I was like, I felt like I was walking on eggshells like when I would bring something up. And even though he responded well, something else he would bring up like later. Like so to clarify that, like we were, we started to do better. And like he started to do better. Yeah. But then he just kind of threw something back into my face where I was just like, oh, so that's how you really felt about Mm. something very, very, very sensitive. Yeah. Which you know what I'm talking about and referring to. And like, you know how unfair that was to me. It's just wrong. The fact that he, it was just wrong, like factually, morally wrong. And so I was like, oh, but then for him, he's just like, but how, like, I'm just trying to share, like, how I feel to the woman that I love, like, the woman that I marry. Like, why can't you just accept what I'm saying? And so then in my head, I start to think, oh, right, right, I should just accept it. Mm. And so, like, I like I felt like I was just being, like, hammered down over and over and over again where I just start to grow numb. Interesting. Yeah, it was Dang. pretty toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say, that's, like, the lightest thing you could say about that. Yeah. I Interesting. Hearing you talk about this made me realize, like, I am like kind of the opposite. Like, I think I stopped having expectations, at least in that relationship, because I was like, oh, like, I don't want to be a burden to him. So like, he, I don't expect anything out of him. Oh. And for me, I was like, what can I do? And so like, and also the thing is like, he had very high expectations. And like, this is one of like the last conversations we had was like, I was like, we were talking about how high his expectations are for people. And I was like, do I meet your expectations? And he was like, sometimes. And like, he, I, he was like, you don't meet it all the time, but like, I don't expect you to. Cause he was like, my, cause my expectations are that high. And I felt like my world like shatter when I heard that. And because I was like already kind of sensitive at that, the time of that conversation. But like hearing that, I was just like, oh my God, like all the work and all the effort that I've been putting in just like doesn't amount to anything Mm -hmm. and like it's because I was like caught in this toxic loop of like what can I do what can I do what can I do like to just keep trying to prove like my worth and like I guess like this is also showing just like what a poor place I was in right like I didn't even realize that I was this low until I got out of it but um I was just like how can I avoid adding things to him like to his life so that's why I wouldn't expect anything either to just be like to add less of a burden for him so that's easier for him to be with me Uh which is like not how it should be at all right like I just started to let go of everything and I like I would literally be expecting less than the bare minimum because I was like oh but he's so busy and like I'm the one who has the free time I'm the one who has more resources right now yeah and like just looking back on it, I'm like, that's so sad. I feel so bad for myself for like thinking that that was all I was worthy of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because it's like when you kind of receive the bare minimum, when you receive anything, or if you start receiving the bare minimum from the get go from someone, like when you get out of that relationship, which you remember what I was like after I came out of it, it was definitely like, a bird trying to walk for the first time. Yeah. Like I was just trying to figure things out because of, another reason why I was with him for so long was because again, he was there in, in a very, very dark, like vulnerable time for me. And so I became very codependent on him. Yeah. And then we kind of became codependent on each other. And then it was just like to walk away from that was definitely very hard. But yeah, I remember when I would be talking about like different guys I was talking to, to Allison, she'd be like, that is the bare minimum, Erica. When I was just like, he's seems like a good guy no but you know what's crazy is like i was receiving less than that and i was like still able to like call you out because it wasn't me right in my situation right right hmm. and that's <laughs> i mean like, 
I mean, this episode is kind of like on attachment styles and toxic relationships because like you kind of mentioned briefly a little bit in the beginning where, yeah, I mean, I kind of knew I was in a toxic relationship because everyone said it, but like for some apparent reason, that just did not matter. Yeah, no, it's like for me too. Like I remember like because we had like a rough patch, I'd say at the beginning, which is like where my anxious attachment came from, right? Like everyone was like, dude, this is a red flag. Like this is not healthy. Yeah. And I was like, no, you guys don't understand like you guys don't get it like it's like this is good like he's a good guy and like honestly like to my core I really believed that he was that's why like when like the relationship ended I was like oh my god this sucks like I lost like a good guy but I mean in retrospect like I didn't I'm not losing out on anything but that's just like where like when you're in that cycle like you can't really see anything but those things especially if the person you think that you love at the time tells you the complete opposite reassures you with the complete opposite and it's like to walk away from that too it just feels like in a toxic relationship the reason why it also is so toxic is because of how much attachment there is yeah and so that's why it's like to walk away is like trying to separate like super glue yeah from like an object or something no see but you know like this is like i think for you like that's where your like toxic toxic thing is right for me it was like I it was like velcro and I'm like one side of the velcro and like actually I don't know if this is the right analogy either but it felt like I was like clinging Uh kind of like oh like you know those like nature monkey balls like the ball with the spikes from outside like the fall from trees kind of yeah 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 it's like I was like one of those and like I was like clinging on to like like fabric like Uh if he's fabric and Uh like he could so easily just like take it off Uh and so for me that's why I was like trying so hard to like stay Uh and like so hard to like be like no like this is like this is what I'm doing this is what I do like I treat and I like treated him so well at least I thought I did and like I know like there were definitely times when like he was trying and it was good it was healthier for sure but it's like at a higher level and like especially towards like the end of our relationship that's very much what it was like I I could feel that I was just like clinging mm-hmm. and I was like trying so hard to be the one to sustain the relationship yeah i mean it's hard in that aspect because it's like obviously there are a lot of details that aren't being said on on both of our sides because like we are sharing a lot but this is like surface level yeah this is not like this isn't even like the details you know (laughs) yeah and like allison's reasoning to be acting that way like people could listen and be like but you know but there are very clear reasons as to why everything unfolded the way that it did and i just really believe like hurt people hurt people or selfish people they just truly just keep on taking yeah especially and it sucks when it's just like coming from someone who genuinely cares and like loves on the other person and then the other person kind of uses that and takes it to their advantage yeah and like i don't know i definitely think like there are, I, I don't think like the relationship in its entirety was bad there like i said there were like good times it's just like in the thick of it it was like really bad yeah right like it's and like toxic relationships are also like that it's like a roller coaster right like high highs and low lows yeah kind of thing how you handle conflict how you resolve conflict communicate treat each other i feel like if there's if respect is lacking it's already questionable yeah for sure but it's like i don't know like i think it's tricky because going into that relationship or like even like other ones i've been in like i thought i was being respected you know and like i thought that this person whoever i was with like really did like me like what also kept me going was like so this person had like other circumstances going Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. and i was like when that is over i think it'll be much better Uh because i was like oh they just don't have like the resources to pour into me right now they Uh don't have the time to pour into me right now like but i have the time 
And so for me, I was like, okay, once those circumstances like end, then like, I know they'll be able to pour into me. But like, until then, like, I'm like going to help like sustain. Right. Right. Because then like, by I thought like by the time like their situation kind of wrapped up, like then maybe like the tables probably would have turned like I would uh-huh. have been in a different situation right and so I was like at that point then like things will be okay yeah and so it's like for me like that was also kind of like sustaining me I was like if I just like hold out for a little bit more like the rest will be easy uh-huh. um, on top of like me just wanting to be like oh like look at all the things I'm doing like I wasn't doing things because I was like look at me like this and that like I did things because I genuinely cared about them but it's like there's also the slight internal motivation being or like narrating to myself like deep 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 in my like subconscious saying this will help like I would I I love this guy so much and I want to do so much for him and like because I know he's having a hard time or like he's going through this stuff like I want to be there for him Uh and like but also it's like obviously like a relationship is give and take like part of me doing that out of love was also out of like me being like okay like I can I'm here for you like remember I'm here for you Uh like no one else is gonna treat you like this Uh kind of thing and yeah I forget where I was going with that but like that's kind of like where I was in like that like I I never I never thought I was being disrespected at the time I was just like oh like it's just the product of the circumstances I really think you looked at everything with very very much rose tinted glasses at him yeah for sure for me that also started the toxic cycle of like because he would do this and he would and I would be like hey I'm kind of uncomfortable about this an immediate defensive mode. I mean, like, oh. why? It's normal. Like, this is okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I would start doing that. So that's, and by that, I mean, he would hang out with girls one-on-one for a long period of time or like whatnot. And I thought, I started to think, oh, that's normal. Having close oh. relationships with other genders is normal. So then I started having that because yeah. like, I didn't think it mattered because he didn't do it. But inside, mm-hmm. like, I felt so like broken because I'm like, I know what I wanted at the end of the day, but like, because this is a guy that I'm supposed to love, I thought this was what love was. Mm. And I couldn't walk away from it either. So I just accepted like, oh, this is what relationships are supposed to look like. Um, I Because I had no idea. I had like yeah. a short, short term like relationship before that. Yeah. And it wasn't like anything as invested as like the one that I was in during college. Yeah. But like in that aspect, yeah. Mm. Like I obviously had my faults in it too. I'm not trying to take that away, but I'm just saying like, because of that relationship and everything that I've been through that's the attachment style that I have now which I'm obviously trying to heal and have healed a lot from yeah I I think for me yeah it's like going back to the like respect and disrespect thing that you're kind of talking about it's like I don't like there a hundred percent there were moments that I was disrespected like no doubt right in hindsight but I think like when I was in the moment of it I was like it's just one mistake and I didn't view it as disrespect. I genuinely viewed it as like, it's like a mistake. And I would give benefit of the doubt for a situation, which I, which like one time, one mistake, one time, like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like when those mistakes kept happening and I was just like, I felt like, I don't know. It's like, even those things weren't disrespect, weren't disrespectful to me. Like I didn't feel disrespected. I just felt upset. Like I was just mad. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I was just mad that something like that had happened. I remember. But like the thing that like, made me feel like disrespected was like when I heard that like they might have said things about me like things that like about our relationship that I was like are you freaking kidding me like is that why we're together mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and I was like okay and like the thing is like in these other moments of like where I definitely was disrespected but not acknowledging it I was like I what I would rem- would remember is I'm like oh but he did this for me he did this for me and like I remember like I saw this like girl on TikTok um she was saying like like 
in order for you to decipher if you really like someone, like name like five genuine things about them. Not just like, oh, he's nice, he's funny, he's smart. Like real traits about this person right. that are specific to them. And like whenever I would try to think of that, like I couldn't think of it. But I was like, oh, but he does stuff for me. Like Because I, I remember I asked you that question. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just like couldn't put you, it into words. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. like for me, it's just like I just like that entire relationship was pure emotion for me. Like mm-hmm. I was entirely sustained off of my desire to just be with this guy mm-hmm. which is like uh like yeah you definitely need balance in oh, a relationship 100%. which is like what i'm trying to like figure out now right and probably i'm too much in my head about things i think yeah it's like that was like purely what was sustaining me yeah. and like yeah that's where my anxiety anxious attachment has come from and like yeah i i hope I'm not like that in the next relationship but I think it's like now it's not like anxious attachment it's like trust issue <laughs> <laughs> I mean you also knew to some degree I had trust issues yeah. for me the reason why I was able to be in that because I was in that relationship for four years my understanding or like I guess he abused that in a sense without meaning to I'd like to think but because of that and I understood why he did that I was just like okay I get mm-hmm. it like you don't mean that, but I understand you now, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then we like spent every day together. So I was in that relationship surely out of comfort too, mm-hmm. like emotion and comfort and also just being fed all these things, you yeah. know, but because of that relationship, the ability to be vulnerable had become increasingly difficult. Yeah. I got better with it through faith and like working on my relationship with Christ And it also really helped when like God brought like really, really amazing people into my life for me to heal in that aspect and like amazing friends and then to have a partner where I could like be able to be vulnerable. But that also took a while. Yeah. But I'd say like overall with all my relationships, I feel a lot of safety, Mm -hmm. a lot of respect. Yeah. And like I didn't think any of this was possible at the time because it was so hard to walk away. Like you remember, like even though we're explaining very clearly wrong red flags stuff I would still get in my head like did I make a mistake did I should I have walked away and then my point to that is just like if you are going through a breakup or like in a toxic relationship and you're not sure because you can't see the other side like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's scary yeah because I feel like a being in a toxic relationship is a lot scarier than walking away from yeah it. yeah for sure again a lot like easier said than done it's a lot more obvious when people just say stuff like that but yeah emotions make things messy yeah i had like one thing i wanted to say for that like for you like you're struggling with like healing vulnerability like after you left or like struggling to be open right yeah after you left that relationship and i feel like for me like i was like that like for you you were able to like voice things that you're upset with in the relationship but it's like then they would like kind of shut you down and then you would dissociate right or like react however you reacted um, for me, it's like I would just like bottle everything in because I didn't want to be a burden. And like I was like, oh, my God, if I do this, if I like voice this, then like they're not going to stay or it's going to be too much for them. And then like they would get frustrated and be like, you should tell me like, why aren't you telling me things like it's more draining for me to not know. Mm-hmm. So I was like struggling with that. And like towards the end, I was like really trying to like be more open. But I think it like, honestly, it kind of proved me right. Like it was too much for them. Like they weren't in a place to be able to deal with that. Uh-huh. And like for me, like leaving that relationship, I was like, oh my God, like why did I say anything? Like even to the biggest mistakes, the biggest fights that we had, like 
like because ultimately i think those are the things that contributed to them realizing like okay this is not on top of other things that i'm not even getting into right now but like i was like oh my god like i was right Mm -hmm. like i shouldn't have said anything and i feel like for me that's like something i am like wanting to heal and i'm trying to heal and honestly like now i'm like probably trying to be i'm like going back to my like second grade Allison like too open (laughs) to a fault kind of thing which I like obviously there's a balance to it but I feel like for me like having to suppress those things was also like a sign for me that I was like this is not the right thing but it's like I was so caught up in the emotion I like couldn't do it and so that is something I'm healing now (laughs) yeah I mean for sure also in fluctuation and experiences you will find that balance but I remember there was also a time where I would just strictly go to my friends instead of my boyfriend at the time yeah. in college about like the stuff I was going through or like how I was feeling. And then he'd be like, yo, I was hanging out with them and like they brought some stuff up and I didn't even know that about you. Like, why aren't you telling me these things? And I'm mm-hmm. like, because of how you're going to react. He's like, what do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of similar to you. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to go to him. And then again, he, if anything, matched the expectations of my disappointment uh. and proved my like, fear to be true yeah and in that i think that's where the unhealthy attachment styles grow because it's like oh you just prove that anxious thought or that fear to be true yeah so that further like cements confirms validates that fear of mine therefore it must be true yeah and it's like because that cycle then keeps repeating right then it's like further creating a habit of this unhealthy attachment and it's just bad, man. It's hard to break out of because at the end of the day, yeah, it is a habit and it like it takes a lot of effort and time to break out of a habit and to create a new one. Yeah. Right. Which is like what we're both trying to do now. Obviously, you're much further along because like you've been out of like your that situation for so much longer. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I always think it's always, always, always worth it to walk away from a situation no matter how hard it is when you know it's the best for you. Yeah. I mean, it's like you might even think it's the best thing. That doesn't mean it's easy to do or that you'll carry Oh, heck it out. no. Yeah. It's not. It's most definitely not. Yeah. Because for me, like, I'll be frank. Like, I had no plans of ever leaving. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> yeah. But for me, like, for those wondering, like, how, if you are in a toxic relationship, how I got out of it, for me, it, it also helped again because of my faith in God because he's the reason why I kind of walked, or he is the reason why I walked away from it, along with obviously all the other factors that I just named and more <laughs> but um it was when I realized like the lifestyle I wanted to have and live I just could not see myself doing that with him and I mm-hmm. wanted I wanted to grow in my faith and like I felt like it was very much one step forward two steps backwards when I was with him when it came to that and I knew like okay I can't I haven't been able to walk away from me but I can walk away for God mm-hmm. dang that's deep God is so good dude because for me like very much in that relationship like I was like so out of touch of my in my faith right probably because like I was idolizing this relationship so much right so I was like I would have thoughts I was like is this really what I want like is this what I deserve but like the second we're together like all of that just like flies out the window like yeah I couldn't remember it at all because I was just so engrossed in this person and so yeah maybe if I just like look to God a little bit like maybe that would have actually like helped me but I mean like honestly I think God has his own timing and God had his own plan and so he was just like yeah no more of this and like yeah basically and that's why I was so grateful that happened like obviously I don't want anything unfortunate to happen to you but like in this case it was so necessary dude 
I'm happy. Yeah. I am so good. Like, and definitely in the moment of like the breakup and stuff like that, I was like, God, why? God, you hate me. Like, I don't understand. Because for me, like, yeah, this is like terrible, but like through every single like guy problem I've had, I that's when I was like looking to God so much more. But this was like the one time I was like, God, I cannot understand why you would do this to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like mad at God. So I wouldn't even like I, I couldn't even like face God because I was so angry at him. Mm-hmm. But then like more like of the truth came out and I was just like, oh my God, you saved my ass. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Maybe kind of contradictory <laughs> to say like God and ass in the same sentence. But I was like, like, wow, God. And everyone around me was saying it too. Like God protected you. And I'm like, dude, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think that's also why I never questioned God anymore because I realized like his timing and his plan, he knows all like, why yeah. would I question a God that knows all. And also the reason why, like to say to just leave for God, it might be also easier said than done, but it's also because when I, I recognized, oh my gosh, I depend on this guy yeah. and I can't depend on God and work on this relationship if I'm still with him, I realized I needed to let go of that dependency yeah. and that attachment or learn to grow that dependence in God, which is also another reason why that attachment style was healing. Mm. But it still, you know, would be triggered with certain things here and there yeah of course i i definitely feel like there's trigger things for me too and like that's something that i like i can try to work on as much as i can in singleness but it's like it's totally different when you're like actually with in a relationship versus being single and like trying to heal that because like now i'm not attached to anyone Uh right and so it's like yeah this is like stuff i need to heal but like yeah it's not gonna be a perfect process because i'm not like attached to anything right now exactly like i remember when i was single i was just like yeah i can date right now i'm secure now like when i started to date but then, like, there are things that would crop up in the relationship where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, I thought I was okay. But yeah. it's okay if you're not okay. And that's where you just, like, become aware of it and grow like, from it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we're okay also. <laughs> no, yeah, we're great. We're in a great place. We're so happy. I would say by now I'm, like, pretty secure. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. No, definitely I'm much more secure than I was in the relationship. It's crazy, guys. Like, I've never felt... So I haven't felt this happy in so long. It's crazy. Me too. I'm so glad. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Two Girls Pod and TikTok at Two Girls Podcast and give us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And thanks for listening. And yay for healthy attachment style. Yay. Let us know your attachment style. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe trauma dump on us. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.